Being Russian would suck, but it would also be kind of cool. I mean, stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. That's right. It is the movie mugging, film stripping, crossover, spectacular bonanza extravaganza palooza. Yep. Maybe the last one ever. I have a heavy heart, man. It's sad. I have a heavy heart. I feel like I, I kind of did them wrong with Crybaby. Also, <laughs> why? Well, because they they didn't like it, and I just I I almost feel bad for making them sit through something that they didn't like. For one of their last three episodes. I mean, it wasn't like they thought it was terrible. Well, no. The lowest was a four. That's a 40. I don't know. I, I just, there's a part of me that feels like, even though I enjoyed the hell out of listening to it, there's that little part of me that feels like, man, I, you know, it's it's kind of like a uh, a retirement gift. You know? You want to get somebody something good when, yeah. they're, when they're retiring. Instead, I fucking gave them like a grandma's fruitcake or something. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, how could you have known? It's a good movie, and they're they're wrong for not liking it. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you're right. It's all opinions, and if you're too scared to throw out movies because they're not going to like it, well, then that defeats the purpose. You know what? And so, like, you you picked what you wanted to, and what more could you do? And they're Team Jack anyway, so I don't know why I'm feeling kind of <laughs> exactly. shitty right now. Hop off it. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do, who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is uh, episode number 142. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, let's not dilly-dally around here. Let's head on out to the lobby, because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Are you having some heart problems over there? I don't think so. Why are you pushing on your chest like that? Sometimes when I I can like feel a little like ache. Like a little heart pinch? No. Oh. It's not it's not one of those. It's like once I breathe super deep, it feels like a like a bruise in my chest or something. Mm-hmm. Heart problems running this family. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should uh, cut out the uh cheeseburgers, tater tots, and fries tonight. Nope. I don't know. I don't want you having to get an angioplasty live on the show. That would be (laughs) live on the show. Just bring your whole setup to the, to the fucking (laughs) emergency room. Oh yeah, we could, we could do that. We could do that. You know, I've, I've seen my dad get enough of them and and I've had one, so I'm pretty sure that I could do it. The the problem is, is it goes in through your femoral artery. Femoral? 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 Yeah, and I don't really want to go digging around down there with uh, with anything. That's just riding my leg, right? Uh it's it's pretty up groin. near near your your gro- growing growing growing. Shut up. That's a hard word to say too. Your groin groin. Okay, I'm I'm struggling tonight. What, what can I, I thought say, you were man? joking I, when you said growing. I was. <laughs> gotcha. I was. It's I totally was groin. All right. So a couple things in the lobby. First of all, do you remember yesterday morning? When I had to wake you up because you uh, went back to sleep, I told my coworkers one of the quotes I said. Do you remember the correlation one? Yeah. So, I mean, you were hard to wake up. You were fucking out. Like I was yelling at you from downstairs, Jack, Jack, and I was yelling at you as I was walking up the stairs. And and then I stood in the doorway and I I yelled your name and I banged on the wall a couple times and then you shot up (laughs) like you were scared to death. And you say, I have no correlation to what's going on. <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, what? And you said, you're like the sock person right now. I don't remember that. You're like sock the sock person. person right now. What could that even possibly mean? I don't know. <laughs> the night terrors. So you uh, you had no idea what you were dreaming or anything when uh, I no. woke you up? Nope. None at all. Hmm. It's blackness. Well, I want you to write a short story. Uh, about what the sock person is or who the sock person is and then just come back on the, the lobby sometime and, and share it with it's us. It's an evil demon that feeds on the stiff socks underneath <laughs> the boy's bed. That is not me. 
I am not going to touch those socks. Well, you have liked the sock person. <laughs> Gross. Gremlin. All right. So last week, we also talked about, uh, briefly, fart sucking. Oh, yeah. And so I did a little research, as you know I like to do. To downstairs? See, to see if... What? In your bedroom downstairs? <laughs> uh, well, work? I mean, I'm not going to talk about that on the podcast, but I'm not going to deny that either. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure you are not surprised that... Um, being sexually aroused by farts is a real thing. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So I, I did find a uh, article that says uh, sexually aroused by farts, you're not alone. <laughs> so scientists published a case study on a person with eproctophilia. Okay. That is uh, people who are sexually aroused by flatulence. I gathered that one. So they interviewed a guy, they're calling him Brad. And, uh, Brad said the first time that he became attracted to a fart was when one of his friends farted. Mm, okay. And he said, it was a rather appealing in sound, and I found myself fixating on it. At first, I didn't want to admit that I was into his farting, but eventually I decided to experiment. I set up a bet at some point and intentionally lost. The wager was being the right to fart in the loser's face for a week. No way. So he said, I continued to lose such bets once every few weeks for about two years. So they did this, I bet you, you can't jump that far. Yeah. Oh, really? And then he'd it. lose. For two years, he let his friend fart in his face. Because he just thought it was hot. At some point, his friend had to be saying, wait a minute. This is weird. Brad. Brad. What's up, Brad? It's weird. Brad was asked about his thoughts surrounding a proctophilia. He claimed to enjoy everything about it and had experienced it directly. He said, I'm not sure how graphic of details you would like, but I have had my face farted on both by men and women at point blank range. I like the sound and the smell. The worse, the better. In terms of sound, I prefer a deep bubbling sound. In terms of smell, I like the acrid sulfur. I prefer the farter to be clothed. I don't particularly like seeing the anus open. It's not revolting to me. I just prefer fabric for three reasons. Firstly, the sound tends to be better with fabric, particularly jeans or nylons. Second, the smell lingers in cloth, whereas in the nude, it's relatively quick blast of smell. And third, I like the look of butt cheeks better when they're defined by fabric. That's, like There is nothing about a fart that should attract... I don't. I, that, I can't understand that. I mean, you of all it people... It smells bad. What about... Smelling bad is good. Well, okay. In any context. So what about like a S&M? People getting beat. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. It's not something but that would be... But that's a feeling that like releases endorphins in your body or whatever. I guess, yeah, he smells it and he comes or whatever. I mean, but there's tastes. There's there's smells. There's yeah, things you hear. It's, weird. it's just, it. I don't get it at all. Well, I, I hope not. And there's like... People, no, don't kink shame. I'm kink shaming this one. That's nasty. It is. You're going to get pink eye, and it smells bad. So Brad was specifically asked why he preferred sulfurous farts. He said that they tended to be the strongest and most disgusting. In fact, Brad said that the more disgusting, the more I like it, as it heightens the sense of duality. The more disgusting the fart and the prettier the lady, the more of a schism it is between the societal expectation and the reality. As for men, it's simply more dominating for it to be really gross fart than a mild poot. I don't even really have anything to say about that. Really? I don't know. It's like confusing me, <laughs> making me feel weird because I'm like, I can't wrap my head around it. How much to let Amy underscore fart 69 just poot right in your face? I don't want anyone to fart in my face. I mean, there's a price tag, Jack. There's always I, a I, price tag. I don't know. And you just be there and go... And hold it in like you hold in a, a hit of your marijuana. I just, I know. I wouldn't want that. $5,000. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a lot of money for about five seconds of pain. You know where we go from here? $3,000. I thought you were going to be like, what about Deborah from Deborah Logan? Well, she's riding your dick and she farts on you. You did fuck her, right? In our uh, fuck, Mary kill. I think you fucked her. I think it was as a joke, though. It's like, I see what she's working with. 3000 Yeah. Is that something that if you you were in love with somebody and y'all were, you know, dating for a long time and about to get married, and she's like, you know, I, I just, just once, just just once, 
and, and you, you just love her. I mean, she's your, she's your everything. Yes, I get it. And she's like, Jack, just once, I would like to fart right in your face, and you smell it, and then I would like you to fart in my face, and I smell it. And then we'll never talk of it again. Is that something that you're going to be like, okay, honey? I'm going to be like, why, what? <laughs> like, why would you want to do that just once? You got a thing for it? Tell me. And then she, before you can get that sentence out, she's going to put her finger over your mouth and go, shh, just do it. Let your butt do the talking. Jack, just do it. And I'm going to find it suspicious. Because why? that makes no sense. Like, well, hey, let's do this to each other and never talk about it again. Well, but she heard this episode, and it just stuck with her for a long time. And I'll tell her you got $3,000. You do things for people that you love. But that's stupid, and it makes no sense. It's like, let's kick each other in the balls just once and then never talk about it again. What's the point? Because I know I'm not going to like it, and I'm ho- I hope she's not going to like it. But how do you know you're not going to like it? Because I've been farted on before. <laughs> I've dry heaved from smelling farts. I don't like being farted on. My my old boss used to fart on me every day we worked together. I don't like getting farted on. Farts are funny when they're like far enough away from me where I might not have to cover my nose. All right, well, maybe this will change things. Um, recent research in animals suggests that hydrogen sulfide, which is one of the major components of smelly gas, the one that gives it that rotten egg smell, mm-hmm. might provide some health benefits in humans from preventing heart disease to kidney failure. Hmm. Let's see. And this is a study from the University of Exeter in the United Kingdom and the University of Texas, where Matthew McConaughey is, so you, you know it's true. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to get into too much science, but it was based on the notion that mitochondria, um, it's part of your cells that produce energy. It's a powerhouse. Sometimes those get, uh, fucked up. And when they get fucked up, then that opens the door for such things as heart disease and kidney failure and stuff like that. So this, um, hydrogen sulfide can kind of kickstart the growth of the mitochondria again or something like that. So that's interesting. It is interesting. And so it says that um, it may lower your blood pressure because it makes the blood vessel walls less stiff. It can treat heart attack and stroke because it may widen blood vessels and make them pump blood more efficiently, which can treat a heart attack or reduce the chances of stroke. But for how long are these good effects? I don't know. Is it like you breathe it in and then 10 seconds later it's back to... Shitty. You know what? If you or I are ever on the ground and we're holding our chest, hopefully the other one can just fart, I it, fart it will. I get him with an EpiPen. That's not an allergic reaction. Just pull down your pants and sit on their face on yeah. the ground. Just do that at work. Somebody goes down. Move. Open your mouth, Dad. Is there a doctor on board this plane? No, but I fucking ate some hard-boiled eggs earlier. Payload on the way. Says it Got can the care package incoming. <laughs> It can improve kidney health. It may treat kidneys damaged by inflammation. It can protect your brain. Just brown nosing somebody can just save your life. <laughs> yeah. And it can reduce the effects of aging by uh, protecting cell structures that weaken over time. So those bombs that I drop in here every single time that we're doing an episode and you I'm cover up your nose. Slowly but surely by not smelling your farts. All right, and lastly, and I know uh, Christmas was yesterday, but I have something that I'd like to share with you as a Christmas present, dear listeners. As you've heard before, I used to perform at a comedy club with um, Dirty Songs, Mm -hmm. and uh, there has been a little uh, push for a couple weeks now, and I just haven't done it to, uh, to, to play something. And I have a song that was never released, it was to be on my third and upcoming album called Feeling Cocky. <laughs> it's one of Jack's favorites. It's uh, very quick and to the point. And uh, just keep in mind, I recorded this probably uh, like 18 years ago, something like that. And I'm not the greatest singer in the world. And I turned the reverb uh, dial up quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit. So here it is for the first time ever out on the airwaves. Love smushing your face in the pillow while we're doing it And I love to decorate your back like a Christmas tree Do I a Christmas tree? Oh, but what really makes me grin Is the sound of my balls bouncing off your chin But I love you the most because 
my big sister. Classic. Classic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, something else you can listen to when you're hanging lights on your Christmas tree. Yep. Or fucking your big sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and go ahead and listen to it again as you're bringing in the new year. Yeah. Which is right around the corner. But I, I got to tell you, man, that was, it was a big fucking high to get up in front of people oh, yeah. and, and sing my dirty songs. And everyone laugh. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a time where some people did get up and leave. But and you know what? fucking all right. I found just as much joy <laughs> in that than I did for, with people laughing. Like, I really, really, I was never offended by that. I was like, like fuck yes. you. It didn't matter. Throw the fuck up. Laugh or be horrified. It, it was the same to me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything for the, for the lobby of the final movie mugging, film stripping, crossover, extravaganza, No. Really? It's the last one we may ever do, and you didn't bring anything? I was supposed to, wasn't I? I mean, it, it would have been nice. Fuck. I but, forgot. Uh, yeah. I've been working a lot. It would have been nice. Mm, what can I think of? <sighs> it's okay, Jack. They weren't expecting anything from you anyway, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why the fuck y'all are Team Jack. I just really <laughs> don't know why the fuck you're Team Jack. These things would never get recorded if it wasn't for me. But now I want to find something. But, but here's what you can do. In a future episode, you can say, I dedicate this to Co-Captain Chris and Co-Captain Erica. All right, so you got nothing? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil his movie. Okay, so today's movie came out in, in 2010. It's rated PG-13, runtime of one hour, 52 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 82%, uh, and the audience gave it an 84%. IMDb gave this 7.5 out of 10 stars. Uh, Mormon Mothers tell us that sloppy seconds are mentioned a few times <laughs> and that a few characters can look menacing. This movie is called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's weird knowing ahead of time what movie you're picking. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't like that the only person who doesn't know it is Erica. Yeah, I don't like knowing ahead of time what your movie is. It, it I, ruins I, the basis of our podcast. I know. I like this element of surprise. It's it's good because you've been surprised every, every single time. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't. I've known every single time exactly what the movie's going to be. So I, I've missed out on a month's worth of surprises. Damn. Poor you. All right, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2010 Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yep. You you wouldn't have played this if it wouldn't have been for the uh, the crossover extravaganza Bonanza Palooza. No, probably not. Would you ever have played it? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It's just one of those things where things jump out at me at the moment. Like, this is on my list. It's just one of, like, I I like to just kind of pick random movies. Really? <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's it's fun. It adds a different layer of, like, well, <laughs> this thing fucking sucked. I mean, but it's given us hard-boiled, but it's also given us black dynamite. Exactly. Like, hard-boiled hard wasn't that bad. I don't remember it being, like, horrible. Which one was the one that was Hard, real bad? Hard Boiled was the one. Which South Korean it, action movie out of the 900 <laughs> you've picked? I don't remember, but Hard Boiled was the... They fought in the hospital at the end, oh, and they, like, gosh. saved the baby. And the only way they could shoot is if they were diving at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or jumping through but windows. That was entertaining. Ish. From what I remember, all of those, uh, the Korean ones were very entertaining. Was that Agent I, Tequila? Yes, that was <laughs> Agent Tequila. <laughs> all right, well, let me give Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh, the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about a uh, young bass player named Scott Pilgrim, and uh, he is dating a high school girl. Mm -hmm. And he's 22. And she's 17. Yeah, which... Uh, I don't know the laws in Canada, though. I don't know. I have a I have opinions about that, which we will uh, get into shortly. But if she was eighteen, it wouldn't matter. It's not really the age gap; it's the fact that she is under eighteen. Yeah, that's where. I Oh yeah, the absolutely. Problem. And the fact that you're a twenty two year old and you're waiting outside the high school to pick up your girlfriend <laughs> that eight, has to feel weird. Even at eighteen, it doesn't feel right. No, I've told the story before that I used to go out with a girl 
who was a year younger than me. But when yeah, I went to high school schools. and she was still in junior high, no. <laughs> like if she would have been like in 10th grade and I would have been in 11th, that's fine. But we're talking ninth and eighth. It's like no, it, so it doesn't. It you doesn't work like that. And she's in twelfth. Are you breaking up? Or are you going to pick her up? <sighs> See, that doesn't. I think, I'm, think I'm breaking up. Actually, it's weird, man. You're, you're one year apart. What's weird about it? She's in high school, and you you're not far removed at all. But I'm a man now. You're a man at eighteen, but you were eighteen in high school. Oh, nobody's a man at eighteen. Then how, how are you a man at 18 when you leave high school? Because I was a but, man at 18. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, other people. Yeah. It, okay, no, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. it's not right. It's not right. There's nothing wrong with it. There's everything wrong with it. You're not a... So she's... You're graduated from high school and you're dating a high school kid? No. It doesn't work like that. They're one year behind. Well, then we're going to take a year off. Oh, gosh. Okay, you make no sense. <laughs> dude, it's weird. No, it's not. It's weird if I was to go do that. I'm 21. But if uh, if you're 18 and you've been dating this person and then you graduate and they're in their senior year and you go pick them up from school. No. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Suit yourself. It's over. Look sorry. where that landed you. <laughs> Fucking Olivia. I got her You're right out. Five years older than her. I got her right out of high school too. Yeah. You, hey, look at you. No, I got her her first semester of college. Big difference. She turned. She turned twenty six days before you got married. Yeah. <laughs> you. You. I met her when she was eighteen. And, we started dating uh, um, less than a month before her nineteenth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> What? <laughs> I mean, to me, that's kind of gross. Wait, wait how? Well, <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. So, you think it's not gross for somebody who just gets out of high school to date somebody that's still in high school? Senior year is yet, what the context we were saying. Yet, when we're both college kids, somehow that's gross. But you're five years older than her. That that's the weird part. I feel like that's a large age gap. Like I, I'm I'm in different contexts, it's not as bad. Like if you're you're fifty-two, so mom's forty-seven. That the five years doesn't matter there. You're both old. But like for me to date a twenty-six year old right now, how would you feel about that? Or if like I'd be like, damn, Jack. Or, or if get my, it, kid. If, if my sister was twenty-one right now and was dating a twenty-six-year-old, you would be mad. You'd be like, no, he's too old. He's too old. Oh, I'm pretty sure that um, her mom and dad weren't real happy about it, especially when we got engaged real quick. No. I, I would think they were thinking, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think her mother liked her ex better than me because he was all proper and went to church oh, and i think yeah. she went to church with him <laughs> and you're and, a little hellraiser yeah no yeah, i was me. no man i'm a nice guy i'm a nice guy <laughs> but, but i wasn't were. i wasn't i think that other dude was a fucking eddie haskell what does that mean he fakes it eddie eddie haskell just he he's a he's a dirt bag but he he goes in and he tries to charm the parents into mm -hmm. thinking that he's just the perfect kid and all that stuff so I, but I, I bet they talked about, dude, this is never going to last. But here we are. Just celebrated our 28th anniversary, which I wished her a happy anniversary several episodes ago. <laughs> she didn't like me wishing her one at the time, but she thanked me later, Jack. Mm. She thanked me hard. Where was you, I? You thanked her hard? <laughs> Where were we? Um, oh, yeah. He was dating a 17-year-old high school girl. And then he saw Ramona, the fair maiden with the purple hair. And he had a dream about her right before. Fell in love with her and uh, ended up breaking up with uh, Knives Chow, was her name. Yeah. The high school awesome girl. Name. And he was in a band, and they were called Sex Babam, and they were really good, and they played um, a show, and they were trying to get a record deal. And it's it's a it's a really interesting movie. It's kind of kind of has some strange elements and a weird feel to it. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of a show, this dude busts in, and it's all of a sudden this huge fucking fight between this dude yeah. and Scott Pilgrim. And it just goes full arcade mode, martial arts, just craziness. Craziness. Yeah. Stupid effects. And by stupid, I mean stupid, you know, man? Yeah, I did my hands like that again. I, I was more I mean, paying attention to the accent you did. I mean stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if it's contagious. 
God, I'd like to do over. I think being silent is the best punishment there. Yeah. I don't that think was I, calculated. I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. I need a crickets button <laughs> on, on the soundboard. I don't know what happened, man. I blacked out. I wish I didn't know what happened. I blacked out. What did I do like a minute ago? The fuck is wrong with me? Jeez. It's warm in here. So it's a full-on fight, and we come to find <laughs> we come to find out that was really bad. Yeah, I don't know why. Why are you itching your arm now? I don't know. You embarrassed? Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. My I'm dad's having a fucking idiot. I'm having an off night. I may be on the floor in a little bit. You might have to fart on me to to bring me back. But do you feel weird? I yeah, a little are you bit. Still feeling a little burn. <laughs> from from the embarrassment of that no. that vanilla ice outburst, that was raw base. Whatever, I mean, you rapping it made me think of vanilla ice. I guess I want to rock right now. I'm raw base, and I came to get down. Keep those hands still. I am. I know. I'm, I'm rocking. Just, I'm just telling you to keep them still. This is for the reinforcement. I can edit all this out. It's all right. <laughs> you can't. It's too good. We haven't laughed like that on an episode in a while. So we f- I haven't. So we find out that now Scott Pilgrim has to fight Ramona's seven exes. Mm-hmm. And they just keep showing up and seven they keep fighting exes. and it goes all the way to the big boss level. And uh, we'll just have to tell you later how that ends. And you know what his band name is a reference to, right? I do not. bob it's those little bombs in Mario with the thing on the twister, like the old like key wind-up toy in the yeah, back. Yeah. Wa- those are called bob-bombs. I did not know they're, that. They're the sex bob-bombs. How about that? All right, let's see what the internet has to say. As bass guitarist for a garage rock band, Scott Pilgrim, played by Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. has never had trouble getting a girlfriend. Hmm. Usually, the problem is getting rid of them, but when Ramona Flowers skates into his heart, he finds she has the most troublesome baggage of all, (laughs) an army of ex-boyfriends who will stop at nothing to eliminate him from her list of suitors. Why'd they put boyfriends? Uh, (laughs) That got corrected a billion times in the movie. There's one girl, evil ex. Mm -hmm. I know Chris has seen this movie, and he said that he doesn't think Erica has seen it all the way through. And it makes me wonder why Erica has not seen it all the way through. But if they were scratching their heads while watching Crybaby, I think this movie is a bigger head scratcher probably for most people watching it. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't know what to expect. You talked about how much you love the movie. Mm -hmm. And I I knew Michael Sarah was in it. And just sometimes you just kind of get an idea based on the cover of a, you know, a movie or who's in it. I don't know, you, you kind of almost play out in your head just what it kind of might be about. And I just, I wasn't really ever interested in seeing it. And then we watched it one night and I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? What? Because it, holy there's shit. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's 100% unique. It is, it's bananas. <laughs> it's, it's movies fucking yeah. bananas, man. I mean, I, I think Crybaby's a little, I, they're both very straightforward stories, but Crybaby has the weird in it. Like Scott Pilgrim, like the only weird in it is like arcadey slash comic and that's not style. Weird. But Crybaby's got like, uh, why is Iggy Pop <laughs> just taking a fucking brush bath in the water tub over there? Well, like they just they, they were weird. They added weird stuff. Yeah, Crybaby. That's John Waters and John Waters. I mean, you, you look at a picture of John Waters and you'll be like, mm-hmm. it like, makes sense. <laughs> like if I was to give you a lineup of directors. And John Waters was there, and the other people were there. And I said, "Who directed Crybaby?" You would point at it immediately, and you'd be like, "Him." <laughs> oh, I've, I know who this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's that creepy motherfucker. <laughs> so, so a twenty-two-year-old dating a seventeen-year-old, it, it's just weird to start a movie out like that. Here's Scott Pilgrim; he's dating a high school girl, and we find out he's twenty-two. It gave me an uneasy feeling. It just—I don't know. It, <laughs> Why Why couldn't she have been her first year of college like your mother was, you know? Yeah. What are you doing? The age of consent in Canada is 16. That's why. Oh. I just Googled it. Ooh, that's not good. Because I decided to think outside the box. It's a Canadian. It takes place in Toronto. I didn't know about that. So, yeah. So, it makes sense. Uh, that's... Okay. But okay. You, I'm, no, I get you it. You can't judge for the movie anymore is what I'm uh, saying. Okay. Okay. I think 16 is too young. Oh, fuck yeah, it's too young. (laughs) Yeah. But now I feel a little bit better about the movie. Because I thought that was weird. Okay. Because 17 here, 
That's not legal. No. Not one more and year. Nor should it be. Yeah, and so I guess, yeah. Okay. For the movie, right. it, it's well, I'll, uh, I'll not give him, a point of contention. I'll give but, him the free pass now. Yeah. All right. So moving on. He was not a pedophile. <laughs> I mean. Uh, across that border, he was not a pedophile. Well, he, he never touched her anyway. Uh, they held hands, yeah. Yeah. And she kissed him on the cheek at the end. So this movie, as far as the credits popping up, that was fucking awesome because they started playing the song mm-hmm. and then the credits are just flashing lights and different colors and just all this shit going on. And it went through like assistant producers and script and all this stuff. And it just, I loved it, man. It went I, through all of it and it wasn't boring. It was fucking awesome. How about that movie? I, I, like I wanted to rewind and watch it again because it's just- The visuals. It, it just blasts out of the TV at you and it's there's really nothing going on. The music was so good too. Oh my gosh, the music in this was fucking fantastic. There's a reason it's on your playlist. Yeah. So Michael Sarah, I love the guy. Me too. I know what you're about to say. Do you tell? He's so awkward and it's amazing. And for like a rom-com style, it fits perfectly. But at the same time, it has to be somewhat believable. And he kind of makes me think of Lisa Simpson. (laughs) Huh. Okay. You know, like he's, he's not bad looking. He's funky looking. He's funky looking. Uh, he's just really like, he's kind of lanky. The pants they had him in at one point kind of looked like the bell bottom, like, like weird, like 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 shaggy pants. And it looked like his knees were rubbing together as he was walking too. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He's just. And he's got a little ostrich in his face too. He's just (laughs) awesome. Yeah. And he's just awesome, but he's odd. He's got the perfect style, voice, look, and personality for the awkward kind of love interesty character but when it comes to like watching him like kissing and stuff yes that was hard it's like okay this is uh, okay so let's just be superficial for a little bit because let's face it lots of people are does a guy that looks like michael Sarah land a girl that looks like ramona or like the uh the other girl the blonde girl yeah or knives (laughs) yeah he doesn't land any of them no he doesn't so this is how it works it was a little hard that that was a little hard to to believe. It was only when they were kissing that I felt like uh, this is weird. But otherwise, I mean, I was I forgot about it completely. Yeah, no, I I pushed past it. But he was the perfect. They couldn't have cast anyone else. This movie would have been horrible if they casted anyone else. And I don't really think you can change my mind either. And Jesse Eisenberg no, is the only other, no. and he's not even close. No, and I like Jesse Eisenberg too. And and I've I've said before, I kind of put them in the same category because they're both like they can both play mm-hmm. the awkward guy. But I, I'm Team Sarah between the two. Yeah, like when I think of the two of them, for Sarah I think of Scott Pilgrim, and for Eisenberg I think of Zombieland, which was eh overrated. And I liked it. I, everyone likes it, but me. But you know what? Uh, Adventureland. Yeah, he was great. In he was really good, awkward, lover boy style. Well, you know in what? Adventureland. So if Eisenberg can land Wichita from Zombieland and Kristen Stewart That's, from Adventureland, then I guess Michael Sarah could land. Jesse Eisenberg is way better looking. Yeah, I guess he is. And I mean, like he, his face is more sculpted, while yeah, Michael Sarah has yeah. more of a weak chin. No, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think. <laughs> I think Funny my, that we're my, talking about this. I, I feel like any relationship that Michael Sarah is in, he's getting bossed around. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, we don't know what he's like in real life. He's not the one making any of the decisions. He he's the one saying, uh, would you mind if I if I go and, and hang out with my friends tonight? Would would, you, would that would that be okay? Would I need you, a back rub. I could uh I Michael. Can, I can uh I'll I'll be happy to to pick up that the dinner that you like on, on my way home and but I like the guy a lot. Me too. Michael Sarah as a love interest was iffy, especially when they were kissing and stuff like that, but a badass. I loved it. I did too. Okay. And it it was it was weird, but it, from the very beginning when that first guy jumped out and he started fighting, they didn't give you time to think about is he going to be a good badass or not he just just got right fucking after it and you just believed it from that very moment that fight 
was one of the best fights in the movie. It was a too. great one. Especially his name was Matthew Patel. <laughs> and then they he did that little dance or whatever yeah, and those little vampire girls. This guy and he had this vampire babes. Oh my gosh. Like, this, tell him Matt. It was so bizarre. This movie was so bizarre. It just took a turn <laughs> that nobody in their craziest minds could ever believe that it would take. Like and all the characters were awesome too. I just I just remember the first time I saw this just I was dumbfounded by what was happening and what what continued to happen. Yeah. Yeah, the characters were great. The all the exes were fantastic. Chris yeah. Evans. He was in this. I yeah. Avengers lovers watch it. <laughs> He was, he was, his character was great. I just all the fights had these really cool elements to it. Like when, like when he fought Chris Evans, he had to fight Chris Evans and all of his stunt doubles because he's a famous actor. And and yeah, and they all had skateboards and they were just beating on they him. Looked and just like him, sounded like him. It was so great. It was so great. And he was like the second one that he fought. He wasn't was he? the second one. You would think that. Chris Evans would be further on down the line, but he was out after the second. He just wanted a quick cameo, probably. But this was 2010. Was Captain America even a... Yeah. I don't know, and I do not want to look that up. Fine. I didn't plan on it. And then the third one was the Super Vegan. Yes. Which was really funny, too. They had like a base duel, Mm -hmm. but he was just overpowering until Michael Sarah Blasted through like five walls but into a room that had a coffee bar. And the vegan guy was like, I can read your I, your mind's eye. I'm inside it. You put uh, half and half in one of these, so I'll be taking this one from your hand that's not extending towards me to offer me this. And he drank half and half, and the vegan police came, and they had their finger guns that had laser, <laughs> laser. sights because like, the vegan ex-boyfriend, he could fly. and He had and just he, the ultimate powers. <laughs> he lost all of his powers, and... Every ex that he that uh, Michael Sarah or that Scott Pilgrim beat uh, turned into a bunch of coins as well, which was awesome. I love that touch. I just thought it was really great. They they just kept throwing stuff at you, and you couldn't predict things in this. No, because when he, when he was fighting the vegan guy, he was just getting his ass blasted. <laughs> so you never would have thought that a cup of coffee would have would have won the show for him. There's just a little like twist in every fight, pretty much. Yeah, that changes the tide for him and and, all unique and the fourth one was a girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) who i guess who ramona had uh had been with a little fling and so you're getting ready for those two to fight and then ramona steps in and just grabs this big fucking hammer two-handed hammer out of her purse oh man and they just start going at it and then scott pilgrim doesn't want to fight her so ramona stands behind him and just like whenever you're like playing with a kid and make uh, like punch something yep she does that because it has to be Scott's hand. The the, the 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 X has to die by Scott's hand. You went with the triple the there. I know. I know. That was weird. And then we had, were the twins next? Yes. So then we have the twins. So it's sex babom mm-hmm. against these two twins. And these two twins have these keyboards and they just do some shit. What, uh, time out. What, one of the things I love in the music, like when they're fucking rocking out, there's these... The sound ja- waves. Sound waves that are coming right off their guitars and But they're amps also and, like jagged. Yeah, it's like, like lightning, lightning bolts, bolts yep. but in like an X formation, it's, like coming off of stuff. And if, and you can feel the vibrations. You can see the vibrations. It's so yeah. fucking cool. There's lots of sound effects and like words that pop mm-hmm. up. Like during the bass battle, Scott was in the dark and hitting his bass and a bunch of like the letter, just a capital D was mm-hmm. flowing from the dark. And he's like, and he's playing the bass like that. Like so many little comic book style touches and like the lots of artsy transitions. But fighting against the, uh, the twins, they're on these keyboards and they just blasting this music and, and it goes over and, and flips over sex bomb And mm-hmm. then they get up and they start fucking rocking. And, but then the, uh, I guess the the twins' music it creates these fucking dragons. It's the dueling dragons, yeah, yeah. That, that come flying toward them and knock them down. But then Sex Bomb just starts jamming again, and this big <laughs> fucking beast comes out. It's like a monkey with green eyes. Oh my and gosh! And all their eyes are turned green, and there's just a fucking battle. And it's crazy because all this wind's blowing on them, and it's just again one of those things that you your imagination couldn't even dream up. And then, I mean, they're just doing it in this movie and you're just like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? And it's 
there's a distortion between reality and game. Uh, but like, I don't really know. And I guess it's all real. They can just fight like that and everything. Because after he punches and kills somebody, he just gets their coins yeah. afterward. While real life would presumably begin after the fight, the coins are still there. It all really still happened. So, and they did blow the roof off that place. I guess that damage is just mm-hmm. there. So it's it's like very whimsical. Yeah, because like the first guy that he fought, you didn't know that was coming. And all of a sudden they start fighting. And she fireballs. And and the crowd is just kind of like, holy shit, just like the audience. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. They're they're, they're just, very nonchalant about it though. Yeah. They're not freaking out and running for the <laughs> no. exits. They're they're into it. They're watching it, but at the same time, there's question marks over their heads. Mm-hmm. Except for uh Except for his roommate. I loved him in this movie. Yeah, it's uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. I don't remember his his first name, but he know. was fantastic in this. And yeah, and he, he was like Mother Goose kind of. What? I thought that was just a term for like he he took care of Scott Pilgrim in this movie. I thought you would call that kind of person a Mother Goose. I thought Mother Goose made up nursery rhymes. I don't know. Okay, I think I'm. You're probably more correct than I am. But isn't, he, isn't it Mother Hen or something? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Moviemuggin at gmail.com, Let us know. <laughs> yes, please. But he was, he was basically like the big brother mm-hmm. for Scott Pilgrim. He lived with them and he helped him so much. He was, was great. And he would call Anna Kendrick, which was Michael Sarah's younger sister. She said she called him younger brother, but he she was eighteen. Yeah, and it said the yeah. the the card, uh, and everyone got introduced like that. It would say something about them, their age and their name, which I I love that. Yeah, this had all the things. If you were to have a checklist of all the shit that you love in a movie, you would have checked it. I mean, all the blanks would have been checked. It, this movie is the perfect movie. Oh wow! I am. Well, hold on. Let's uh, let's yeah, let's I'm, not get to score time yet. Knows no, this. No, I've no, said no, this. Have I not? There's still a possibility that you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll give it a ninety-nine point nine. <laughs> yeah, repeating. So the last fight is against uh, um, what's his name? Gideon. Gideon, or played G-Man. by played by Jason Schwartzman, and he he has kind of this control over Ramona. And yeah. as a matter of fact, like she leaves with him. She breaks up with Scott. And then goes and gets in like a limousine and and G-Man gets out of the limousine and Rolling Stones under my thumb is playing. Mm-hmm. Which I, I did notice that. Yeah, which is basically saying, hey, I've got this girl under my yep. thumb and she's powerless. And so... She has a microchip in the back of her neck. Yeah, there's that her. too. So he invites Scott to come to his, his new club, which he goes to, and then they fight. And it's, it's a pretty good fight. Yeah. And then he kills Scott at the end. And Scott dies and, and goes to like this desert, but then Scott already had a one up, so he has an extra yeah. life. That was really, really fucking cool when, when he got that extra life and he, then he just oh. went straight there and just started fucking the guy up. It's, and, uh, it's like those movies where the day keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. So he went back, same things are happening, but he's acting different. He's, he's He fought a couple of the guys at the, the door and one they because there's two doors he has to go through. There's one guy, he's like password. He told the guy his hair looked bad. And the guy's too stunned to do anything. It's, Beats the other two up and goes in and it wasn't just a, a one up, it was also a power up. Oh, because then he realized yeah, he realized what he had to do. Mm-hmm. And so the first time around he told Ramona, like he's like, I love you. So he got the power of love. So this red katana comes out of his chest and he has it. But Gideon cracks it in the fight. In his while he was dead in the desert, Ramona comes up and is like, dang, this sucks. And she's like, Well, maybe you shouldn't have been fighting it for me. And he realizes, and when Gideon stands up and is like, Are you really gonna fight me for her? And he's like, No, for me. And the purple katana comes out and is like, Scott has gained the power of self-respect. And it said all is like plus seven speed yep. plus like five power like all that stuff and he beat him that time and he apologized to who he needed to because he had hurt the drummer breaking up with her and so i liked just, her too that drummer oh, was awesome yeah and she was a great character you know you remember goon the stifler movie the yeah. hockey that was his girlfriend oh, i don't remember enough about goon mm-hmm. but she was in that as his girlfriend scott and knives really made for a great pair 
even though the age of consent, it, I, I get it, it, but it's still it's still hard for me. I, I don't think they made a great pair because I because I, I can't see her as anything other than a Catholic high school girl. <laughs> I liked her. She was a great character. But like when they do the the ninja dance dance revolution. Oh thing, yeah, that was like great. When I'm talking like when I said pair, like I meant like like friends. They were a great duo, a great team, whatever. Because obviously it's Scott and Ramona all day. That's just how. That's what this movie is. But like them together, like I just loved their friendship, relationship, whatever. I like they would go to the music store and talk and uh, music stores. I miss those. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know if I've ever been to one. They're so great. But they just seemed like such like kids together. Like they just had a good time doing like that dance dance revolution was so awesome. It was that was a great scene because they were doing the punches and stuff, even though it's just DDR. Have you ever played Dance Dance Revolution? Uh, yes. Have you? Yeah, I'm not good at it. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be cool to be. But I'm not about to just hang out at the arcade all day every day and try to get good for no reason. Remember when y'all used to play that Wii Dance game on New Year's Eve here? Just Dance. Is it? Yeah, Just Dance. The three of you, you mom and your sister. I do remember one time I was getting too into the moves, and I slammed the Wii mode on the top of my head, and I started crying. <laughs> Pretty I sure, do remember that. Pretty sure we have some video of those days. Because I would yeah. do it, and your mom be like, stop videoing me. But she, <laughs> she didn't want to quit dancing. Yeah, but she'd keep she dancing. She could keep her score going. Dude, the the Rasputin one, that one was fun. I don't know the, what that raw, is. Raw, raw, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. And there's like the, they keep they do a bunch of double claps in it. But like, there's always a character on the screen that you got to kind of follow. Uh-huh. But there's also, it tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. And and that one is like the Russian guy with the beard and he had the fur hat and he's doing the the, the classic like I don't just think Russian dance and you'll know what I just did in the air <laughs> while sitting down. Squat and kick out. <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to do that. My goal is to one day do that. Everybody and, and also, wants to be able to do that. In the movie Elf, whenever he goes to the mail room yep. and is doing the like the squat into hey, the perfect like hey, the jumping hey. jack form. Yep. <laughs> that's so cool being Russian would suck but it would also be kind of cool because you can inherently have have a cool accent have a cool sounding language hot babes alcohol immunity and also cool dance moves and some Adidas and you're sweats. born smoking a cigar and shooting a gun you forgot road rage too <laughs> yeah it's built in yeah you can never grow hair you're just bald and angry and red <laughs> You can walk outside in just some boots, underwear, and one of those those hats that has the ears, <laughs> and you won't freeze. Crocodile, that's kind of scary. What? It's a street drug that you shoot up. It's called crocodile. Uh, it rots your flesh. What? So you shoot it up, and you can see holes in people's bodies. Why would you do that? I guess it makes you feel pretty damn good. But yeah, there's like flesh rot that that I've seen. And the drug does that? Yes. Because it's not... That's terrible. Because it's a cocktail of bullshit, you know? That's just like poison. Like heroin's going to make you look bad and it's going to kill you, but crocodile's going to put holes in you. I don't know exactly what it is, but... I want to say I heard, I'm not going to say a specific ingredient, but it was something that was like, holy fuck, that's in that? Like, people are doing that? I don't know. It's like, probably something easily accessible. Like and gasoline probably like a something. really cheap drug or something like that. This is, I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of nasty shit you never would have guessed put together and people do it. I saw this, like, Russian video, and it was subtitled, and they were interviewing this guy... It might have been Vice. They might have gone and talked to some people, but they were talking to this dude in this like abandoned building, like one of those motels where even if you're in a room, one of the walls is missing and you can just see the street. And the guy was about to get executed. Like he uh, he owed a guy a bunch of money, so he was about to do a fuckload of crocodile because they were about to come kill him anyway. So he had just like given up. He was at peace with it. And I thought that was nuts. That felt very Russian to me. <laughs> Tracksuits in a in a, a fucking like hotel, really like eight floor hotel thing that the half of it is cut off. You know, half of each room is missing from who fucking knows what. 
And he's just like, yeah, the mob's about to kill me, so might as well do a fuckload of drugs. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was crazy. So, I envy the Russian courage. So many people get themselves into situations, and it's like, man, really? I This is where I got myself to, and now... Like, I, it's all over because of that. What a horrible feeling. Yeah. The car's pulling up downstairs, and you know that your your time is up. You're like, fuck drugs, please kick in. I didn't count. Right. <laughs> you just die sober. <laughs> just that would to, suck. Because the Russians don't play, man. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're not just going to put a bullet in your head. They're going to f- fuck you up with some crowbars first. Yeah, they'll, they'll, you'd hope to OD before they uh, got there. All right, let's get into the favorite parts. Fuck, I can't choose one. This whole movie is my favorite part. At first, at the very beginning, with all those like jump cuts they had, it felt a little weird, and I started to think, is this just one of those movies where I loved it and now I'm not going to like it? But it quickly turned around. It was just, it felt weird, and I was like, it just gave me a really weird feeling for a minute, and I had a feeling of self-doubt, but really, there's no bad part of this movie. I liked it from the beginning. I just got a twinge of self-doubt that kind of fucked with me for a minute. I, this whole movie's my favorite part. I know exactly. I, that's what, a cop-out, but... No, I, I know exactly what you're saying from the, from the very beginning, because I remember loving this movie, too, and when it first came on, I was like... This um, this isn't as great as I remember it being. That's exactly yeah. And because there was just a, a lot of dialogue, but it wasn't and, bad though. No, it wasn't bad at all. And and maybe part of it is we remembered it being so awesome. So when it wasn't as awesome from the very beginning, it kind of the self doubt yeah. started creeping in because I felt the same way. But once the music really got going, once that first fight happened, it was just fucking balls to the wall on. from from there on and and just fucking kick ass. I I think my favorite parts the the first fight was really really good cuz you really weren't expecting that to happen and when it did, like I said, Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> he just fucking got after it right Ramp away. House kicking and stuff, all he, the spins, jumps and kicks and uh, they fly. Yeah. Like it's just so so video gamey, so comic book e and the video game part just it uh, this will sound dumb but it like speaks to me and i've always played games so it just it adds a whole other level of appealness <laughs> which is not a word but it, it appeals to me so much more than just a regular fight not always if i want to see blood then yeah regular fight don't add zap next to a punch or whatever <laughs> but in this movie it's just so playful so fun and so surreal. And I never read comic books. I've always thought they were cool. It's never too late. Yeah. But I don't really want to find something else I want to spend my money on, you know? But I, I just think that's cool. And it's so unique. This, I don't know. I, I just I could gush over about this movie for an entire length of an episode. Yeah, my other favorite part was when they were battling the twins. And they was just going back and forth. And you you keep seeing these dragon heads, and I could not remember how they beat that. <laughs> and then when they're just, I think Scott like stomped on his foot pedal yeah. and just brought the distortion or something to another level, and it just created this big fucking monster. Because they they all had it was an amp to amp battle. Yeah, and I was just so like, oh, holy shit! I love that part. <laughs> and then of course when he he died, and then he realized that that he had an extra life. And he basically powered up, and he just he he wasted no time, just going back in there and just bypassing and kicking ass all the way there. He became John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He moved with such purpose. So that was that was oh. great too. All right, bucket of chicken. Fuck! I, I wish I had like twelve. <laughs> I loved Michael Sarah in this movie. I loved Mary Elizabeth Winstead, aka Kate, aka Ramona. She was awesome in this. I loved the drummer. I loved Young Neil. I loved Knives. I loved the fucking singer. I, Why don't you just tell me who you didn't love? I loved That'd be a lot quicker. Plaza. I loved Anna Kendrick. I, I loved everyone, man. Like, I can't, I can't. It doesn't have to be a person. I, I, I know. <laughs> you think the cast and crew would like to share one bucket of chicken? Be pretty <laughs> shitty. It's like such a cop out. I can't like uh, this. 
My favorite part's answer, cop out. I Oh, the whole thing's my favorite part. Bucket of chicken, cast and crew. <laughs> I mean, I have to. Every Cast and crew. <laughs> this is my favorite movie. I can't decide on it. I just loved everything. You want everybody in the crew? I want the cast, and I want the creative people. I don't know all the titles of that, so I'm not going to leave anyone out. I want the creative people who added the sound effects, the visual effects, uh, the comic book stuff, like the boom, bang, ow, and all of that, and all the video game stuff, just the, the story writer, the original comic book creator. I want all of them to have it. And I, I'm, I'm going to play this one like Jesus, and I'll duplicate it like the fish and, was it fish and bread? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that because they all deserve it. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with you. It's, <laughs> it's impossible so just to pick one person. I really want to give it to his roommate. Uh, like a I didn't lot. say I loved him. Like I? a lot. I, I loved his roommate. He <laughs> was great. And he made this movie even, even better. Like, I, I feel like if he wouldn't have been in it, I'd have felt like, man, this movie's good, but there's something missing. Yeah. Right? I would say out of everyone... He does stick out quite a bit with his the character and how well he just he killed it. He did. I'm gonna give him my bucket of chicken. And I, I think everyone <laughs> did such a great job, but he is one of the standout characters. There are a couple, but yeah, and he's typically in the shadow of his brother, so he he deserves it. I'm maybe not while he was like cracked out or whatever McCulloch Culkin did. This is a hot take, but he looked better when he was on drugs than he does now. Have you seen him like now? No. Just picture so him from Home Alone Two. Yeah. So older than one, but like, <laughs> like when you're in Microsoft Word and you're trying to make a picture bigger. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> like it is not. It is. It's unsettling. This is the last Dude, thing. No, he did not look good when he was on drugs. Yeah, but he, he looked less unsettling than this. Like you think that guy might have a good story he can tell you around the barrel fire. But oh fuck, how do I spell Macaulay? <laughs> Just put Culkin. Culkin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> creeps me out now. It's a little. I told you, like, just like the the, the yeah. directly scale up. Like, look at look at that. Like, he looks more like Steve Buscemi in this one. Oh gosh, and he uh, he that, he's just. I remember really when I saw gaunt. that when I saw that picture of him and thought, oh dude, he's he's gonna die. He's not gonna be with us too much longer. There's gonna be an in memoriam for him next uh, next Oscars. I mean, but if I had, I'm glad he's better. I, I like I'm, the kid. I'm glad he's better, but like... <laughs> he may have got some work done. He doesn't look quite the same. I think he might have got some work done. He looks like something... Yeah. He looks yeah. like an old woman. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to his brother. You know what? His brother deserves to be named by name. So I'm going to I'm gonna look him yeah. up real quick. And uh, so I'm going to give my bucket of chicken officially to... Kieran Culkin. <laughs> no, that was not good. K-I-E... R-A-N? Yeah, Kieran. 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 I'm sure that's just Kieran. Yeah, he gets my bucket of chicken. He was fucking fantastic. Oh, he was awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What will it be? Score time. I'm very curious about yours. Mine's 100 all the way. This movie, I did just say it was my favorite movie a minute ago. Of all time? Yes. Better than Django? I, so I don't, I don't think of Django like that. Django's obviously 100. It's so good. It's top three, I believe. It's really a battle of Joker with this one, but I do think this mo- this movie's my number one, and I think Joker's number two and Django's number three. I think that's my lineup. Three great movies. Uh, I, there's there's no debate. There's no debate about that within this room, at least. I know you like all three of these. Um, what's your score? I'm very curious. Uh, let's see. I know it better be an A or else I'm walking out of here and you're finishing <laughs> the intro. Like if this was an 82, I would I'd be salty. All right, so can't even lie. The music, the casting, the effects, the comic book elements, the video game elements, the fight scenes. They were fucking brilliant. <laughs> they were fucking brilliant, unlike any movie I've ever seen before. It's refreshing. So fucking good. <laughs> Can I give it a hundred though? 
Yes, I can. Yeah. This movie is a 100 all, right. all the way. Chris and Erica, you better you better put out on this one. This is your last one. Being a, a one of those fun-loving moods where you're still you're crying sad tears but also happy tears at the same time. Give this a 10, please. If you're team Jack, yeah, if you're Team Jack. It's time to step up. And I mean, you know what? As the leader of the team, I can drop anyone off the team anytime I want. So I swear to fucking God, if, if you don't give this a good score. <laughs> I think they will. <laughs> I think they will, too. It's yeah, Once you get past the, holy shit, what, what, what just fucking happened? <laughs> the slap in the face of that first fight. I, I think then you're, you're, you're hooked. This movie's so good. I'm so glad you gave it a 100. I was... I was hoping for at least like a 96, but... Oh, it's it's lights out, man. This, this movie's just a, in a different league. It's in the... Just so good. It's a joy to watch. It is. All right, it's time to transition from the highest of highs, where we both score a movie 100, to... Kind of sad time, man. The somber. Yeah. Lows. This may be the last episode of the Film Streaming Podcast, and... And our collab. And what are we going to do in December? Well, it's, I mean, I listen weekly. And yeah. so that's being taken away from me. Don't guilt trip them. Why not? Some, <laughs> sometimes of, guilt works. Don't. <laughs> it works on your mom all the time. I mean, they're, they're having a kid. So it's not like it's something unserious enough to actually get, have your guilt trip won't be effective. Look, they didn't even check with me first. They didn't even run it by me. Hey, we're thinking about uh, getting pregnant. It's it's gonna Is take that okay. Vince? It's can it's, I, it's gonna can take I come inside something that you listen to weekly away from you. We just wanted to run it by you. We're leaning that way. I have an idea. What's that? Let's go on strike. We'll quit doing our show. Yeah, we'll just record all our episodes, but we won't upload them until they decide to come back. But here's what I would like to offer Co-Captain Chris and Co-Captain Eric of the Film Stripping Podcast. $10,000. No, no. Move no, that no. bus. <laughs> Your house. We've redone it. I want to say I would like to offer them carte blanche, but... What the fuck is carte blanche? I don't know. I'm, I'm standing by it. Is carte blanche a person? No, no. I thought it was a person, so I... All right, let, me, let me look offer. up carte blanche and see if I'm using that the right way. <laughs> it's probably French I think it's or like, something. It's like carte, carte blanche. blanche. Carte no, blanche. Not Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I've heard that name. I don't know who it is, though. Carte blanche. 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 <laughs> No, just Kate Blanchett's coming up. <laughs> so did you just make something up? No, I didn't. <laughs> so you got to be spelling something horribly wrong yeah. to not be getting what you want. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? No, I, I want to offer them carte blanche. <laughs> I think carte blanche is like the freedom to or anytime they want to to come on our show. And let us know what's going on in their life. Today sucks. My kids shit on me. <laughs> and that'll be that'll be fine. Be like, oh, well, there's our update. And then I was burping <gasps> the kid and he threw up down my back and it got all warm and ruined the recliner. And we can be like, and that was a film stripping catch up. Yes. Yes. So I, I would. I would like to offer them time on our show just to let people know what's going on. Yeah. Right. And and that would give the people who listen to you weekly an, an opportunity to still hear you. True. The people, the fans who really, really do care. You know, bottom line is it, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to listen to them anymore, but I'm super, super happy for them. It's just one another one of those chapters in life that's really fucking cool. Uh, hard sometimes, but, but really fucking cool. <laughs> and y'all are going to love it. Y'all are going to enjoy it. And it's uh, one day, man, maybe you will uh, get the podcast going again with uh, your young son and, oh, and just gosh. watch some fucking Toy Story and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Well, farewell to uh, film stripping. We're, we're going to miss you. You guys are awesome. You uh, are compadres. Mm -hmm. You uh, gave me many, many laughs, and I enjoy so much listening to your episodes. I'm definitely going to miss that. I'm probably going to have to go back and listen to some again. And you, you guys are the shit. The podcasting BFFs. Mm -hmm. Signing off. Yeah. All right, so farewell to film stripping. On the other hand, pretty soon I will put up a, a link for applications for new podcasting BFFs on oh, our website, yeah. moviemuggin.com. <laughs> so look for that in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're gonna 
What? Don't do that. Why? Because I don't want anyone. Well, there could be some people even better out there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's, that's not how it works. I thought you were going to keep going. I didn't think you were going to call me out for aggressively shaking my head. That's like, that's like blasphemous. Like, if mom died, if we go downstairs and mom's dead, and you're already on the phone texting another lady, that's what that is. You think I haven't already gone through that scenario in my head? <laughs> but, but like, I got four or five lined up, like, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, what's up?" Like Bandit, fucking like if he dies, no, that's and not I, talking I'm about like, a dog. Dying. Right, let's go to the pound and get another dog. I mean, we that's will a, quick. that's replacing. That's not yeah. good. That's not healthy. You got to grieve, and then you still got to not put that link on there because that's <laughs> blasphemy. That's bullshit. I disagree. We got we got to see what else is out uh, there. No man. wonder they're Team Jack. Well, this you're, is what you're like. Finally, I can go put this application. I've, I, I've made this application on my computer like fucking sixteen months ago. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of podcasts. I'm probably going to reach out to. So, uh, <laughs> you reach out to <laughs> we'll them. I'll, I'll just say, we'll hey, I'll boycott then, and you're going to have a lot of fun doing movie mugging with Vince. Hey, can you imagine how many podcasts are are going to be fighting to replace <laughs> them? I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see how it goes. But uh, I I uh, I have a codependency on them, so I think I'm going to have to get them replaced pretty quick. And you leave your laptop on the table, and I'm sure I can figure out how to take a link off of a, of a website. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 142 of Movie Muggin and the final episode of the Movie Muggin film stripping crossover extravaganza Banana Palooza. It's also this episode is part of history, right? This was your second 100 or third. Ever? On on the show, right? No, I've given out lots of 100s. What? I thought it was Joker and this movie. No, I've given out Shawshank. Oh, duh. Isle of Dogs. Oh, duh. Yeah, I've probably done six okay. or seven. I'll, I'll list them next, uh, well, next still, episode. That, that is a very rare occasion. It is rare. It is rare. My mine are not so rare, can, obviously. Can I wrap this thing up, Jack? Yes, can, I just Can you want, not interrupt me again? I thought that it was in the, the making of history. You're like second... Oh, what happened to your mic? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. If you'd like to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter ah! at, <laughs> at MovieMugget. If you'd like to email us, MovieMugget at gmail.com. If you would like to replace... <laughs> if you would like to replace Filmstrip because our new BFFs, then you can uh, hit me up. <laughs> oh, my mic's back on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, uh, a really good scream. I need to hear yeah. that after this episode. All right, so thanks for listening, and you have yourself a Movie Mugging Day. Bye. Taco Bell never really gives me diarrhea.